Looking to live stronger, longer, and better? Then welcome to Health by Design, hosted by leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. After years of traveling and studying around the world, Roar combines his decades of Western health and fitness knowledge with the many time-driven traditions and secrets of the ancient East to bring you only the best in cutting-edge information and special guest interviews that will have you feeling great, losing weight, and finally grabbing a hold of everything you want out of life. So if you're ready to take control of your body, health, and mind, then it's time for Health by Design. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the newest episode of the podcast, and happy 2021. Well, let's be honest, 2021 is just not looking too great, is it? In fact, it, it could be looking worse than 2020. Everybody was all like, you know, 2020, get rid of it, 2020, please get here, New Year. Uh, well, what do we walk into, right? We got England in full lockdown till the end of February, and they said possibly till April or into April. Uh, Ontario, Canada in full lockdown. Uh, Thailand just uh, had sent two other major cities, Pattaya and Bangkok, into full lockdown. Philippines has banned tourists from at least 10 countries, which really sucks because that's where I do uh, all my courses when I teach. Um, Philippines is definitely one of my biggest markets over in Asia for Thrive Academy. Um, and that includes Canada in there. So um, anybody that was thinking that New Year's Eve was going to bring some serious changes, nah, nope, nope, nope. Let's just hope that it doesn't get any worse here and that it gets better. So I was, and this is kind of why there's, I'm doing this particular podcast. So I was going to do a podcast on exercise, New Year's resolutions, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I thought this one would be a lot more useful because many people really didn't do a lot with their 2020. I was going to use some swear words. I'm going to keep this one light, I think. Because, um, you know, a lot of people didn't do jack, you know what, with their 2020. A lot of people's focus or productivity just went down the tubes. They just kind of curled up into a ball. So I did not do that. Uh, and I'm hoping that if you're listening, you did not do that. But if you did, we are going to talk today about some of my top ways. Uh, how many do I have? It looks like they're top eight, and I can't think of I think of any more. But these are my top eight ways, anyways. That I'm pretty much a lot of them I'm doing as we speak, which I will talk. I will make notes on that as we get to them. So this is my top eight ways to be productive and focused this year. Okay, don't 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 be a repeat of next year. So I'm just gonna get straight to it because, like I said, I'm trying to keep these podcasts around thirty minutes or so. So I'm just gonna get straight on to it. Not gonna waste a lot of time. So number one. Don't watch the freaking news, okay? Seriously, that is that is my first first big one. Do not watch the news, okay? It's a massive distraction. It's anxiety. It's hopelessness. It's depression. It's COVID. It's Trump. It's what will happen next. What's become of all of us? What 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 what? Death, death, death. You know, just f that, okay? So stop watching the news. That is not something that you need to be distracted with. It's one of those things where people, like, where they get upset about who becomes the president. It, it At the end of the day, the president, the prime minister, or whatever, it doesn't affect you that. It doesn't affect your day-to-day. -day. Trump being the president for four years did not affect me really in any way at all. Whoever, if you like Trudeau, you don't like Trudeau, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, for the most part, it really doesn't affect your day-to-day. -day. Sure, it might affect... 
it might affect some taxes. You got like, for, like I got a little bit more money coming in actually for child benefit. Great. Okay, I got that. Um, you know, there may be more money going out here and out there, a little bit percentage here, percentage there. But at the end of the day, whoever's the president, whoever's the premier, who's ever the whatever, they are not the ones that are holding you back. They're not one of the ones, the reasons you're succeeding, one of the reasons you're not productive. So just get rid of the news, okay? It's I, now, I'm not saying you can't watch. I'll watch a little bit of the morning news. I was watching in Vancouver here. It's called Breakfast Television. They canceled it, um, which kind of, I guess, makes sense. Everybody was going to the office. So I would watch a little bit of the morning news just to see what was going on, okay, just to, just to get what's the beep, and then I move on. I don't get stuck on it. Now, YouTube tries to throw a lot of depressing news at you. Just, just, just stay away from that. I cannot tell you that has to be your number one thing this year is to get away from the depressing news. Don't let it get you depressed, hopeless. Uh, don't let it bring your anxiety up and don't let it distract you. Don't get involved in deep political conversations and arguments. Um, we'll talk more about that a little bit later when we talk about disconnecting as well. Um, so that's that's my number one. Now, number two, let's get on to some other things. These are things that we can actually start to do right now. And I'll talk about, I'm doing a lot of these. So number two is renew your home environment. Okay, so that's going to be a big one. And I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff because let's be honest, 2020, 2021, a lot of time spent at home. Am I right? You're probably listening to this at home. There's a good chance you've been at home a lot or you're going to be at home a lot. If they go into lockdowns, you're going to be at home a whole lot. So first one I want you guys to think about is air and having nice air circulation, having fresh air. You, you know, a lot of houses nowadays, they're really airtight. So get that fresh air open, get in some oxygen and get that CO2 out, okay? Have fresh smelling air. There's nothing better than having fresh air, particularly that kind of crisp cold air. Now, in my house, I have a couple things I do. I do tend to keep windows open, even just a centimeter. I'll have a centimeter crack in the windows just to get some fresh air in. But if it does get too cold, then I do have a really good quality air filter, a really nice one that especially I keep it in the bedroom and I move it back and forth between the bedroom and the living room. Um, and that is what I do just to keep my air nice and fresh now another couple tips you can do is run your oven uh your stove a fan or your bathroom fan for a couple hours every day um i can't remember i think it's about an hour it'll circulate about 800 square feet of space so definitely make sure that you are taking account of your air um saying that you know plants which we'll get to in a minute actually we'll, we'll leave that and we'll talk about that in a minute the next one I want to talk about with your home environment is colors. And color is so important, especially when we live in Vancouver. I'm going to be honest. Vancouver's color palette is drab. I mean, this really, it really we, we are a depressed, depressed people. Uh, it's gray outside a lot. I think now we're going there like our sixth or seventh day of just pouring rain. It's been terrible. We had about three days of sun before that and about 10 days of rain before that. And I basically call the, the black trench coat. The black trench coat and the black Lululemon yoga pants, that is the Vancouver uniform. Everybody is out in all black. Okay, Every day here looks like a freaking funeral. There is no such thing as colors. Actually, my wife, she's from Thailand. We were watching uh, Wonder Woman 1984 there on Christmas. And she's like, oh, they used to dress so colorful. Did they actually dress like that? I said, yeah, the 80s were you know, a little too colorful. But she's like, oh, it's nice. Because you see in Thailand and a lot of places in Southeast Asia, there's just a lot of color, particularly Thailand. They go there, the houses, you got pink houses, green houses, blue houses. You got lots of colors. I mean, just like a Muay Thai shorts, right? But color can be so important. 
particularly brighter colors, having your house. So what I did, now if you own a house, that's awesome. And if you have the ability to rent a house where they can let you change things, that's what I did. When I moved in, one of the things when I was looking for an apartment, I went around and I said, okay, well, I want to be able to paint and you know change what I did. So luckily I found a really nice basement apartment, uh, which I'll talk about a little more about in a minute when I get to the next topic. But I said, you know, is it okay if I paint? It's a cream color, which is just, it's just an ugly cream color. I said, all the new condos are white. All the new apartments are white. White is just a really nice, clean color. And it really brightened this place up. So did some white. You know, I like wo uh, light woods. Um, so the white with light wood looks really nice. But throw some dashes in there, throw some red in there, you know, bring some of that fire energy, throw some yellows, throw some purples. I throw a little bit of bright colors. So even though some of my furniture is actually uh, black, so I have a couple black uh, Papasan chairs, um, our area rug is black. We, uh, we actually don't have a lot of furniture. We actually have furniture-free home, which I've, I've talked about in other podcasts, so we don't have to get out of that today. But we have dashes of color. So I bought throw cushions. I brought a bright red one, a bright purple one. We got some white ones. So having some color in there, color, there's such a thing as color psychology. Color really does impact you. I mean, they've been using this in marketing forever. They know which colors will help make you buy things more, right? There's there's reasons why, you know, Amazon uses orange buttons. Orange has been shown, I guess they've shown that people will buy things if it's orange. So get into color brighten up your space speaking of brighten up your space that brings me to my next point and that's what i want to talk about when it comes to a basement apartment and that is lighting okay lighting is so important i want you to get in as much bright daylight as you can during the day up to about six o'clock open the blinds okay get that sunlight pouring in particularly if you're facing north my apartment actually i have a basement apartment like i said so one of the problems with the basement apartment is the windows because it's one of those half sunk in basement apartments. So I have windows that are quite long. They're about six or seven feet long, but they're only about two feet high. So lighting can be an issue. So one of the things I did besides painting the entire place white, which does help because the white helps bounce light around, is I have been installing more lamps. And actually even today, I ordered some uh, more LED fluorescent strip lights because um, part of the living room, no matter, it seems no matter what I do the living room, I just can't seem to get it brighter. So I've been really working on bringing in some more lamps and really improving the brightness. And I, I was just saying to the wife, I said, if I was going, if we were going to be staying here for say five years or more, I would probably invest in like really good pot. Like I'd probably have an electrician come in here and like proper light this entire place. But because we only really plan on being here for about another year and four months before we move on to a stage, st stage three of our five-year goal, which has many steps, but stage three, uh, where we want to get into a place with a little more wilderness. Um, we have to, you know, we just have to make do. So I'm ordering some strip lights, kind of just a switch on them that we'll be using for now. But I don't want you to just think of brightness. I want you to actually have two kinds of light, okay? We're going to talk about circadian lighting. So I want you to start setting up your home for circadian lighting, which bright energy filled in the daytime. So right now, literally, I'm sitting at my, at my desk here um, on my stool, and I am using an SAD lamp. So right beside me, I have one of those SAD, you know, Seasonal Affective Disorder tablet lights, and it is facing me. So I'm sitting nice and close to that. It's giving me what was that, a 10,000 lux or whatever, a bright light right in my eyes because it makes it just feel sunnier. And even during the day, 
because again, even the bedroom can be a little bit dark, even though there's three lights in here. I have this, the corner that my office is in can get a little dark. So what I actually do is I face that SAD light towards the wall and it actually brightens it up quite a bit. There's a significant difference between when I have that light using it kind of as a accent light and when I don't. Now come nighttime though, because part of being productive and focused, right? And we'll talk about that a little bit later, one of my next points is, you know, making sure that you're rested. So after 6 p.m., maybe 7 p.m., I want you guys to start using circadian rhythm, maximizing, or at least non-interfering lighting. So what is that? Well, there's a few. Uh, Bedtime Bulb, for instance, has been one of the sponsors of this podcast for a long time. And if you go down into the notes, there's a link for it down there where you can get a, a discount. Can't remember how much the discount is, but that's down there. So that light is, that light bulb in particular is low in the blue and green spectrums, which are the ones that kind of wake your brain up, that kind of prevent the melatonin from starting to cascade, the cascade effects that lead to the melatonin, and it's going to keep you up at night. Now, obviously, you have to, you know, you just can't turn on these lights and keep watching TV, blue blocking glasses, but having circadian lighting is going to go really far. So what we do in our home is at 7 o'clock, we literally switch. It's like a freaking episode of Star Trek or something. We go into night mode where the entire house, all the bright lights come off. Now, around 6, I start turning off some of the bright lights. But at 7 p.m., every CFL bulb, every fluorescent light in this house is shut down. And in the bathroom, the kitchen, the bedroom, and the living room, each one has a bedtime bulb in it. And we switch to that. And that's really helping us with our sleep. And it will help you with your sleep. Now, there's lots of different bulbs. In fact, I believe I was at... um, Vision Electronics recently, maybe Best Buy, one of those two. They had a company that also does a bulb, um, Philips Hue, you can look into it. And then, of course, you also have um, old, just fashion, old-fashioned incandescent bulbs. So we are looking for those bulbs that have that orange, that kind of yellow-orange tinge to it that has more of that effect of the sun. Now, to keep in mind, it's not just about the color but it's also about the brightness. For instance, if I put, say, five or six bedtime balls in my bedroom and it was quite bright, that still would affect you. So, yes, the blue-green spectrum is one, but also the actual brightness. So you do want your house to be darker. And you think about it. Up until, what, 100 years ago, we had fire, right? So imagine how, imagine what your place. Imagine your place right now, the same house you live in, but 100 years ago. You'd have a fireplace, and that's about it. That'd be for your lighting. Maybe a couple candles. So it, places were quite dark after after the sun went down. So I want you to start doing that. I want you to start going. Let's get paleo in our lighting. The next one is scent. Scent is so important, and many people don't think about it. So right now in my living room, I have a peppermint diffuser running, and I use peppermint a lot during the daytime because peppermint has been shown to help increase uh, productivity. It's been helped shown to increase energy. In fact, a lot of universities use the smell of peppermint in their gyms to help their athletes improve performance. Now, in my bedroom, sitting right in, right there where I am right now at my desk, I am actually using one from Sage called Central Americano Uplifting Diffuser Blend, and it is amazing. Uh, what it is is this is a mix of coffee, lime, and balsam Peru. I think it was a dis- this could discontinue. I think it was just one of those temporary ones, which which I've sent them a very angry and perturbed Instagram message saying, why was this just temporary? Because it's an amazing scent, but it gives me that smell of lime and citrus is another one that wakes you up and coffee. It is just an amazing smell. And I always use that. 
uh, over here when I'm, I'm at my uh, I'm at my moving desk, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The next one I want you to do is I want you to get more nature. I want you to get out into nature and I want to get nature into your house. I have a green wall in my house. No, it's not a real green wall. It's a fake green wall. But even if you come to the gym that I uh, that I do some work at, I'm a central legislator. You'll see in my office I have a green wall. I have plants. Plants do a number of things. They clean the air. But the thing about nature, even just looking at it, it's very restorative. It's very relaxing, but in that non-sleepy way. You're not going to get sleepy from looking at nature, but it's been shown to restore your mind. And that looking at nature for even just a few minutes can help boost your productivity and help boost your focus. So get out into nature more often when you can and start bringing some plants, start getting into some biophilic design. Now, there's a, if you don't know what biophilic design is, by the way, that is basically the design of bringing elements of outside inside. So Google that right now. Um, the Health by Design podcast uh, the podcast also had, did a great episode on that you can check out. Not sure. It was quite a while ago, but you can definitely go find it. Um, but yeah, biophilic design, really interesting. Definitely something you should look into. So that is how my top tips to renewing your home environment. Now, the next space I'm going to talk about is probably in your home as well. But the, and I want you to, number three, is make your office active. So let's have an active office. So I want you to invest in a standing desk. I have a standing desk from Anthro Desk out of Canada, Toronto, Canada. Amazing standing desk. It's great. It's got four levels on here. There's one, two, three. Yeah, four levels that I can use. I can lower it all the way to squatting. Now, I have a 12-inch stool. So I'm being, and I'm six foot four. So I can sit at my desk and I can work sitting in that little 12 inch stool in a very deep squat, getting some awesome mobility. I can bump it up. I can sit on my Swiss ball. Then I bump it up a little bit higher and I'm sitting right as I am right now on my bar stool, which I'm wobbling back and forth on. I kind of rotate in a lot, getting just a little bit of that extra movement in there. And then finally, what I can do is I'll just, I'll do it right now so you can hear it. Listen, listen. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. That is going up to where I would be standing, but I don't want to be standing right now. So we're going to push that and we are just going to bring that right back down. Now, there's a lot of standing desks out there. And a lot of people like they're really expensive and they're not they're not cheap. In fact, one of my friends is looking for one for right now. But if you wanted to keep it on the lower end, I think Anthrodesk, you're, you're probably looking between six and eight hundred dollars for one. But I know for a fact right now that you can get them at Ikea for as low as $3.99, I believe. $3.99 Canadian for a, um, an electronic standing desk. And uh, if you want to go even go that little bit further, you will say, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, my, I'll be in a little more active. They got ones with a hand crank. You know, I think those are even cheaper. But yeah, $3.99 or so to get you into a standing desk uh, is well worth it. Every one of my private clients, my private coaching clients that I get into a standing desk has said, they will never go back to a non-standing desk. I'm just going to have some hot chocolate here. Ah, there we go. So while you're at your standing desk, let's uh, be active, right? Get into some bands. Get into some stretches. Get into a, a timer that goes off and reminds you, hey, to get up and walk. Now, if you have a smartwatch, most of them do that. So I have the... Um, I have the Huawei, the Huawei Watch GT. By the way, if you're looking for a smartwatch, uh, I'm a big Apple guy. I am. I, I, I love Apple. But a watch that only lasts 18 hours completely 
effing useless. Let's be honest with you. It's useless. Even a day is useless. Huawei somehow does everything I need to do. Full smartwatch, not one of those like fossil hybrids. 10 days. It's 10 days on a battery charge. Like, I don't even understand how they do it. Uh, it's got the heart rate built in. I guess maybe it doesn't have GPS. I think it doesn't have GPS in it, but honestly, I don't really use it. I should, I'm the, probably one of those few people in the world that actually take my smartwatch off when I exercise because I don't really care what my heart rate is when I'm exercising for most parts, and I don't want to screw up my steps. I want to make sure that, that when I hit my 10,000 steps a day, that doesn't include steps I take during my workout because my, uh, my theory, my philosophy is 10,000 steps a day plus your workout. Um, but anyways, where was I again? But yeah, anyways, it has a timer on it. So about, if I'm sitting for about 40 minutes or so, 30 minutes, it kind of just beeps and reminds me to get up. But having one of those is great. Now, on my YouTube channel, my Roar Alexander YouTube channel, I should say, I have some uh, two or three videos on how to maximize your standing desk. But right at my standing desk right now, I have some bands. I have a number of stretches I do. I can even use my bar stool that I'm sitting on for stretches. So when I put it into an up words position the desk a standing position i can actually put my leg across the bench and i can do a bit of a pigeon a standing pigeon pose so start you know start researching start googling go look at those videos or just get get active you just start thinking what can i do at my standing desk even if you just literally sit and stand sit and stand over you know four hour six hour eight hour day do an hour of each one it's going to make a huge difference in your life now, also getting back to scent, like I said, I always use my coffee lime here. I have my, I'm sitting beside a window. So just to my left-hand side is my big window. I got my sad lamp. I have everything I need to keep me energized and focused while I'm sitting at my desk, right? Everything I need, essential oils, sad lamp, light, and my cup of uh, trusty hot chocolate right here. And then the last thing is I want you to do in your office is I want you to separate the office from the rest of your home. This is more just a mindset and this is just a this is just a, an anxiety and stress thing. I want you to make your office so if it, if it is in your bedroom, it has to be different than the rest of your room, okay? Cuz the bedroom is for sleeping. Okay, and this gets back to like my functional feng shui stuff. We don't want to we don't want our work to take over our lives and having a home office that never is shut like you know a normal job you lock up if i'm working at the fitness depot i lock up i close the door i go home that that my day's over it's got to be the same here so separate the office from the rest of your home even if it's just different paint so i have a gray paint i have a white and a gray paint and the gray paint's the only spot i use in the office area for my house i have some slightly different decor i have decorations that are more productivity focused so on my right hand side I have my uh, travel, kind of my, the travel area of my home where I have all my passport sheets framed and I got different dollars and coins, different bills and coins that I've gotten in different countries. So th the feeling is different. I got a whiteboard beside me that I got my notes on. Now, if you want to, you can get one of those, uh, you know, like those kind of Japanese dividers that you go on the floor that stand up. Um, you can get a curtain and start clocking in and out. You know, have your home office, you you're Start at nine, you end at five, whatever it is, 10 to six, uh, 10 to three. Uh, my days tend to normally be about five hour days for the most part. So don't live in your workspace, okay? And don't make your workspace take over. Make sure you are separating it. Very clear division between home time and home work time. So that's number three. Number four is turn off your notifications. By now, I'm sure you've all heard of the amazing benefits of hitting the sauna at least a couple times per week. 
From decreasing chronic stress, boosting muscle, increasing deep tissue and brain detoxification, improving sleep, relieving pain, and even helping you live longer. And that is quite the list and that's not even close to all the benefits. But there are huge differences in the quality of infrared saunas. Differences that can literally make the difference between getting healthier or getting sicker. I mean, do you really think you can hop onto Alibaba and order some cheap sauna from some untraceable factory in China and expect it to be solid quality? I think we all know the answer to that by now. And this is why I suggest in investing in only the best infrared sauna money can buy. And these are Radiant Health Saunas, a trusted Western Canadian home sauna brand. Founder Randy Gom has completed third-party, comprehensive, 100-point health testing on his saunas, covering everything from toxic chemicals and fumes to electronic radiations. He has even made sure there is zero off-gassing, zero toxins, equal heat distribution, and uses only pure Canadian hemlock wood with the absolute lowest near-zero EMFs possible. Clean, even heat, no toxins, nearly zero EMFs. And the one and two person models can be plugged right into your existing home wall outlets. Costs about only 40 cents to run for an entire hour and there's a model to fit any size space you currently have. Believe me, I did a lot of research into choosing the best infrared saunas for my clients, myself, and my family. And Radiant Health Saunas is the clear winner bar none. And this is one of the best investments you can make to your long-term health. Check them out at www.radianthealthsaunas.com. And then once you know which model you want, simply tell them Roar Alexander from the Health by Design podcast sent you, and you will save $500 off any wooden model. Yes, you heard me right. $500 off any wooden model of their top quality infrared saunas. And now with that said, let's get back to Health by Design. Notifications, dings, dings, dings. You don't need all those. In fact, I was talking to... Um, one of my friends last week, who's the owner of Cloud9 uh, Furniture, they are actually one of our sponsors on the podcast here. And he's like, yeah, sorry to get back to you. I basically turned off social media and I was just doing soft answers to emails all week. I turned everything off and I just took that whole week off and didn't respond back to anybody. I said, hey, I'm, you don't have to apologize. I understand entirely. In fact, we should probably all do it more. When you are trying to get stuff done, right, you just don't need, I can't tell you how, it drives me nuts. So sometimes I'm at the gym because I forget to put the smartwatch on to um, do not disturb. And you're right in the middle of a squatter, you get a ding, you got people calling you, messaging you. Just turn those notifications off. Okay, we survived for a long time without notifications. If the house is burning down, they're going to call you, right? So just turn your notifications off. Go in there. Get off the social media too. I didn't really have that on here, but... Stop wasting time on social media. Turn, delete, delete Facebook, delete Instagram right now, right? Just delete it, hide it, do whatever you got to do, especially Facebook, I would say. Um, now, here's a caveat. If you make your money through Facebook, like I do, I actually, because that's how a lot of people around the world actually do communicate now, especially my students. So what you do is you put it into a folder and put it off your main page. So that way you actually have to work to go towards it. So you have to turn on your phone. Then you got to maybe swipe to the next page. And you got to into the app. Make it a little more difficult to get to. And you'll find yourself quickly going, oh, yeah. I, when I did that, a big difference. Because sometimes I just go and tap into it. Or I'd go to tap. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait. Because it wasn't so automatic. It wasn't like just tap, tap. It was tap, swipe, open, tap. So those two extra steps, I'd always like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't even need to be in here. 
So get off the social media or at least cut down on it, but turn those notifications off. Go into your phone right now in the notifications, WhatsApp, WeChat, Facebook, especially Facebook and Instagram. Most of it's just crap anyways. They're usually just notifying you that somebody liked your video. Like, does that, does that really affect your life in any way? It really doesn't. Number five, get your exercise in in the morning. Okay, I'm just going to say, get in the morning. First of all, at nighttime exercise messes up your circadian rhythm. It does. Okay, it turns up your body temperature, messes up your sleep. Hate to tell you that, but it does. Get your exercise in the morning. Now, I'm not saying you have to get out there and hit the gym in the morning. Do a morning move, right? That is my morning. Every morning I have either one of two things I do at my house the days I don't go to the gym. Number one is I do a little mobility routine that lasts about 10 minutes. Number two is a little core routine that lasts about 10 minutes. Sometimes on longer days, I'll do both. Uh, most days of the week, I try to get out for at least a walk unless it's pouring rain. But this year I went out and even bought boots and I bought a waterproof jacket. I'm like, Hey, there's no, I'm not letting this rainy winter stop me from getting in my steps. Worst case on really rainy days, we go to the malls I mean, we just walk around the malls. And I'm like, I gotta get my steps in, but get outside in the morning, not to mention the sun, sunlight, even if there isn't sunlight, just that bright overcast, even if it's dark and overcast, like it is right now. That is still very bright. I can look outside right now and it's a dark day and it's still significantly brighter than the inside of my house. And that will help reset and strengthen your circadian rhythm. So getting sun in the morning will actually help you sleep better at night, providing you do what I said back up in step two, where I talked about circadian lighting. So don't mess that up. Don't go get in your sun in the morning and then mess yourself up at night, okay? So... You know, just take, take runs, go to the gym in the morning, but try to get your exercise in the morning. It is really going to set up your day to be so much better. Number six, cut the coffee. I know you're thinking, well, this is about productivity and focus. I need my coffee. No, it's the opposite. If you've been drinking coffee all the time, in fact, that coffee's not even doing anything for you. It's just making you feel semi-normal. I cut out coffee majorly um, about a year and a half ago to just in the morning. I used to drink coffee. Like I'm, you're talking to a guy who was at Tim Hortons two to three times a day. I'd be drinking coffee five, six in the afternoon. I cut it out. I just switched to decaf anytime after 11. Quite often people say, well, I see you with a cup of coffee. Yes, you do. You see me with a cup of decaf. I'm always decaf. But about a month ago, and this is a little bit, uh, it was a little bit harder, but actually it wasn't as hard as I thought because I usually get up anytime between 4.50 and about 5.40 in the morning every day, even my days off because I love mornings. I switched purely to decaf, even my first cup of coffee at 5 a.m. But now, only as of four days ago, I'm now using it. I did it on purpose. I wanted to get the caffeine completely out of me. So now I can use it as a tool for focus, for productivity, and for the gym. So the only thing I have now, and I don't even necessarily, I, I want to say I enjoy it, but I use it like a tool. It's like a supplement for me now. I have a cup of black coffee any days that I'm going to the gym early or I'm going out for a run, and that's the only time I have it. So everything else is decaf. So I only use it about maybe three or four days a week when I'm doing some higher intensity exercise, just because I do like that extra little bit of sharpness and focus it gives me. Then it didn't give me, it was not giving me that before. I could drink a, an extra large coffee at the gym and it didn't give me the same effect that I'm getting now from a small because I cut it out. So what can you do in the mornings? Well, I'll tell you, stretch. Just do some stretching, a few minutes of stretching. Do a few minutes of breathing, meditation, whatever you want to call it. Uh, drink water, exercise. And this is a great one. Now, this is what I do a lot. Use cold to wake you up. 
I quite often now go out for, I'll be out there at 6 in the morning, 5.30, 6, 6.30 in the morning, 2 degrees out, 1 degree out. I don't care if it's minus 5. I am out there in nothing but my pair of linen pants. That's it. Sometimes it's even shorts. Uh, you'll see me. Some people give me these weird looks. I can see them in their windows when they're driving by because I'm shirtless out there in 2 degrees. And they're staring at me. But have a pair of gloves on because the thing is about being cold, as long as your hands are warm, you can stay out so much longer. That's a little thing I noticed because... Um, I lived in Asia for many years and I was like, man, I can't wait to, if I go back to Canada, I really want to do some cold thermogenesis stuff. And for the first while I was doing it without gloves and just my hands would just get so cold and painful being six or four too. My circulation is super awesome. Uh, then I bought gloves and it just made such a difference. So this year I actually went on about a proper pair of Under Armour technical gloves. And I mean, I could be out there for half an hour, easy, you know, without probably longer if I wanted to, but maximum I just go half an hour. And after about 15 minutes, you're just kind of numb as long as your hands are warm. It feels great. But that and then another thing I do is after every workout, I always and many days too, but definitely after every workout, I have a freezing cold shower. I start warm, wash up quick, but I always rinse off and I finish with cold. Sucks while you're doing it. I, I kind of like it now. It actually, it kind of gives me a high. I actually look forward to it, but I'm not going to lie. You know, you're probably not going to enjoy it too much, but the feeling you have afterwards is you, your skin feels tight. You just feel alive. You feel like the fog is cleared in your head. It feels amazing. So challenge yourself to just even 30 seconds. I work my way up to about three minute cool downs. Not, not all the time. Uh, this year on average, I'm only doing about one minute, um, but I could do up to three minutes. And when I went, last time I went to Scandinavia Spa, which was last December, um, snow on the ground. I did, I think I did 16 minutes in their cold pool. And that thing is freaking cold. I'll let you know. Okay, so everybody else would jump in there. The average, I counted the next the next closest person to me uh, was 10 seconds, and I did 16 minutes. Now, saying that, uh, one of my staff, my yoga instructor, uh, she got inspired, and she went, and she, I think she beat me. I think she did 17 minutes. She purposely went in there and just focused on her breathing and did 17 minutes. But I was like, well, you went seconds. It doesn't count. Uh, but anyways, get cold really makes a big difference. Um, number eight. Get your sleep, right? And be in bed by 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Don't tell me you can't do it. I'm usually in bed by 9. Develop an evening practice for sleeping and getting tired, a routine. So it's just not just a sleep. People call it a bedtime routine or a sleep routine. Yeah, that, that's at bed. You need an evening routine. So a get sleepy routine that will lead to your bedtime routine. And a few things you can do, right? One, number one is invest in really good Bedding, a really good quality mattress, comfortable, non-toxic, right? Like I mentioned, Cloud9, they're the distributors of DOS Balancer beds, amazing beds made out of Talalay uh, latex, all natural latex, great wood. Uh, they make some of the best comfortable beds, period. Um, you can use tools like a chili pad, which helps keep your bed cool when you're cool. That's why, again, getting back to that working out at night, right? So especially if you work out at night, you really need to have a chili pad, one of those pads you can freeze in the, um, there's a, an ice pillow, you know, you can freeze a little, um, the gel pad and you can slide under your pillow so it keeps your head cooler, helps bring your brain temperature down. Getting into that lighting routine, making sure you're not eating three hours before bed. Lots of that sleep architecture stuff that if you have any questions, you know, you can always ask me about it. You can check my Instagram. I have lots of stuff on there as well. Um, 
Supplements to aid a good sleep, you have ZMA, zinc, magnesium, uh, aspartate. GABA, which is an amino acid, has been helped, shown uh, people really help get their sleep. Uh, valerian root, chamomile, lavender. So there's quite a few supplements you can do. So get yourself, if you want to go to bed at 10, your sleep routine has to start by 7, maybe even 6.30. And finally, we get to number 8. Number 8 is eat well. I cannot, this is so important, right? Eating is probably the... The, the key when it comes to everything. So eat healthy foods, whatever the heck that means to you. Vegan, vegetarian, I don't care. Just eat healthy foods. So what is a healthy food, right? N whole foods, you know, non-processed or minimally processed foods um, or clean processed foods like a protein powder, like a good quality protein powder made with stevia, some natural flavoring, right? That, that is processed, but that's a clean processing. So clean processed foods, whole foods, eating healthy foods, Watch your serving sizes as well, but you know, fruits, vegetables, get all that stuff in there. Make sure you're getting a percentage of your fats, whatever that is, usually at least I would say 20%. Uh, make sure you get your protein in there. Watch out for those bloating foods. So, one of the things, you know, like we, my, the wife and I, we go for Vietnamese soup at all, but what we started doing is we've asked them, and let, let, let's be honest, that's a pretty healthy thing, you know. Um, some beef soup, but what we did is we get half the noodles and we asked for double the sprouts. So we used to come out of there sometimes feeling a little bit bloated just because from so many noodles. So we cut that down now. I add some spices. I add some chili pepper in there. And you just come out, you come out feeling, it's like you come out feeling light. I don't even know how to explain it. It just feels good. You don't feel bloated. You feel light. You feel energized. Prep foods ahead of time, right? You're coming home and everything is frozen. Everything's a hassle. It's, oh, let's be honest, it's just easier to stop at Wendy's for a couple of hamburgers, right? Do not get into that. Make sure you bring up, defrost the food before you go to work. Come up with a food schedule. Say, okay, what are we going to eat? Maybe Tuesdays is Mexican night. Wednesdays is Indian night. Whatever it is. I'm lucky. We live in a Thai household, right? Lots of Thai food. But we have taco nights and stuff like that too. But always make sure that foods are prepped ahead of time. And if that means planning your meals out ahead, then so be it. Speaking of prepping foods, have quick cooking tools available, right? Um, now, it's kind of ironic that the, a quick cooking tool is a slow cooker, but why is it quick? Because you put the food in there in the morning and when you come home, it's done, right? We just recently bought on Boxing Day an air fryer. That thing is freaking amazing, right? Get decent cookware. So get yourself foods, uh, uh, tools that were gonna help you cook faster and also help match your serving sizes. And then finally, hydration. Stay hydrated, particularly if you are one of those, you know, you get to listen to me about the coffee thing. Even dehydrated by as little as 2% of body weight can decrease performance and cognition. And 5% 5 decrease can decrease your performance by upwards of 30%. So drink your water. Now, it's not just about drinking massive amounts of water, though. I want you to add a dash of Himalayan rock salt or sea salt to your water. You should be drinking two to four liters of slightly salt, salted water per day. Especially, this is true, if you are A, in, really into working out, or if you're really into cl eat cleaning whole foods. You make, Actually, if you are doing both of those, if you're eating really good whole foods and you're working out, you're probably in a sodium deficiency because the fact is most packaged foods come packed with sodium, but you're not eating food. So I actually have to go to my way to make sure I'm getting enough salt in my diet. So there you go, everybody. That is my top tips for, uh, what was it? Getting productive and 
focused this year. Do not make 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021 a repeat of 2020. Because out there right now, not going to lie, it's repeating. And in fact, it's probably even going to be worse for the first quarter to first half. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I will talk to you again very soon. This has been the Health by Design podcast with Canada's leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to Health by Design through your favorite podcast provider. And then don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to stay up to date with my latest blogs, speaking events, and exclusive interviews with guests from all around the world. While you're there, be sure to check out my coaching options to help you on your own personal health journey, set up your free call, and together, let's see how I can help you starting today. And until next time, remember... I'm here to help you live stronger, longer, and as always, better.